Welcome to Legally Speaking, a podcast from the Utah Attorney General's Office. This is a look at some of the big cases, issues, and concerns our office faces, provided in a format that's easy to understand. As Utah's largest law firm, we're talking about some of the most important issues this state faces, legally speaking. Hello and welcome to Legally Speaking. I'm Richard Pyatt with the Utah Attorney General's Office and joining us today is a member of our investigations team, James Russell. James, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We're talking about organized retail crime. Tell us a little bit about what you do with the office. So I am a supervisor over the Economics Crimes Unit, so I work with a, a number of different um, task force officers. Um, we investigate primarily um, organized retail crime and a number of other um, like gambling and um, that's right. You've been, you've been involved with the gambling thing for a while. Those illegal yes. gambling operations and gas stations and um, or wherever. Yes, still yeah. still going on. Are those still big? Uh, they've changed, but they, they've morphed into something else. But yes, they they are still there. Okay, cool. But we're talking about organized retail crime, which is something that's really really serious. This is a companion podcast with the. Uh, loss prevention manager from Nordstrom, who we, we've also talked to about this problem. Our unit is focusing on this because it's gotten to be really, really serious over time. You've been doing it for a year. What have you observed as you've worked in this unit um, about what's happening, how it impacts the stores, and therefore how it impacts consumers? Well, I guess so. So, organized retail. The organized retail crime is generally, it's not just your, you know, a kid going in and stealing a, a candy bar or something for themselves. It's people going in to take things to then turn around and profit on. So they're, they're generally, there's kind of a, a hierarchy. So there's the boosters who are in the store, who mm -hmm. go into the stores and steal the stuff. And then they oftentimes sell it to another individual, which we re generally refer to as a fence, who then mm. turns around and sells it on a, like an online marketplace. Okay. So this is the stuff that you may have seen on the news, which is people essentially going into a store like Lowe's or Home Depot, getting a flatbed cart, loading it up with stuff, usually expensive tools or uh, equipment, and then simply walking out the door with it. Right. Is that still happening? A lot? Yes. Because the alarm's going off, they're just out in the parking lot casually putting the stuff into the back of their car and then they just drive off? Is that the way it goes? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are, are, are that brazen. I've not seen something quite as brazen as what you've seen on the news in like San Francisco and New York, right. but certainly they are, they are certainly... That's where we're going, it sounds like. If we're not well, going. hopefully we can curtail some of that. But but yes, that is, that is essentially what people are doing. Is so I guess the the pedestrian question is how do they get away with this? Why, how can they how can they just uh, do this? Doesn't the stores try to stop them? Yeah, but the stores in a in a difficult spot, right? Because um, they're trying to make sales and they're trying to make it as easy as possible for the customer to make those purchases. So the more they try and tamp down on the theft, the more it really makes it difficult for the average shopper to 
to shop so it you know push more and more people to online kind of stuff but what if the store had like security teams that follow these guys out to their cars and said, so and, and many hey, of you're not going anywhere many of them do have those kind of teams um, they're just kind of limited in what they can do okay. in terms of stuff so these guys probably get violent have the potential to get violent and take defensive action yes and have fact, like I, a team with them yeah, themselves. in fact, I just heard today a story about uh, what essentially turned into a, a robbery um, because of, of someone trying to stop someone going out the door. Okay, so our office has actually taken the lead nationwide in actually focusing on this. It's not that no one else in the country cares about it. It's just that we typically there's not the resources to focus on it. We're devoting the resources to focus on it. What are we doing? Yeah, so... So back in um, 2018, we conducted an operation uh, against, uh, or, or uh, where we investigated a number of pawn shops that were involved in in the fencing operation uh, of these kind of items, and that kind of spurred on this this unit that, that um, where we now have specialized investigators who are assigned to do primarily this kind of investigation. What we are trying to do is not just get the guys coming out the stores, but get deeper into those crimes to, mm -hmm. to really impact the fence and, and get a hold They're ripping the, the stuff off from the stores because they have a place to take it and get money. Right. So we're trying to, to remove that place to take it as best okay. we can. Um, because oftentimes what happens is that it's the booster who, the, the guy coming out of the store, they want a quick they, they want quick cash to try and then turn around and buy drugs. Yeah. That's the, at least for the local boosters, that's generally what, what we're seeing is most of those are trying to get their fix. Okay, so um, the guys that are in the store doing this are trying to get money? Is that their motivation? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they're going to steal the stuff and they're going to take it to someone else and try and sell that as quick as possible. Some of them do actually put it online themselves and try and sell it that way, but it's a much slower process. So if you can turn around and sell it, like, yes, I'm going to sell it for less, but I can get it much quicker if I sell it to someone else who's um, generally tends to be a little more sophisticated, okay. um, has the capital to be able to buy that stuff and then turn around and sit on it and okay. sell it. But this has become a serious enough problem that we're focusing on it so how big of a problem are we talking about like what retailers are affected by it pretty much all of the retailers are affected anywhere from you know high-end Nord Nordstrom's or Home Depot and Lowe's to um, you know even grocery stores we, Smith's? We watch. yeah absolutely Walgreens Smith's Walgreens mm, familiar places to all of us yeah, TJ Maxx, Ross, all, all of these places are all being hit. Okay. Um, so then uh, how are we helping um, officially with, uh, with the law enforcement side? Are there stiffer penalties now or anything? Or is it just a matter of focusing on it that, that, that's causing a little bit of a difference in it? Because um, just let's start there. Yeah, so, so I mean, certainly giving um, what we give... Um, more of a kind of a clearinghouse for um, some of the retailers to be able to bring some of these larger cases where they're really causing bigger problems um, and, and especially where they're impacting multiple jurisdictions, multiple counties. Um, we give them a place that they can come and bring those major cases to. Um, and then it allows us to not only do those, but then to try and dig deeper into those. So since we've been focusing on this, which is what? Three years now or so? Or? So the, the case unit, I think, 
I think it started in July of 2019 was okay. was when it really officially started. Okay, so case stands uh, for crimes against statewide economy. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's made a difference. Uh, we recently we were talking to Aubrey from Nordstrom about uh, awards that our team was given uh, because we made a difference for these retailers. How what what's happened since we've started focusing on it? Yeah. So I. I I know from um, from talking with a number of different representatives from retailers, where um, shrink numbers, which is how they measure the amount of loss that their um, each store takes, um, has generally stayed at least steady, if not reduced, here in the state in a lot of these retailers. Whereas around the country, where they're not focusing on it, those shrink numbers are tending to rise. Okay. So does this have an effect on uh, prices for consumer or does it have an effect on consumers in uh, some other way that perhaps we're not seeing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you're certainly seeing higher prices because the, the you know, it cuts into their profits, um, which, you know, a lot of these like tools from Home Depot, there's not a whole lot of, of markup in those at the retailer side. Those are more of a, you know, kind of lost leader kind of thing. So, you know, they, you certainly are seeing a hit in prices. Plus, you're seeing more and more where places are locking things up, um, making it so you have to wait for someone in the store to come come get that unlocked mm -hmm. for you to be able to take that up to buy it. So, um, you know, more and more inconvenient. I know some larger cities have um, the Walmart had toothpaste locked up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it must be yeah. a common item. Yeah, things that toothpaste, um, a lot of the... the uh, you know, regular household kind of items where people will buy them online, you can, you know, st steal those and make a profit. So if there's a, uh, so if a drill is part of this, um, you know, series of merchandise that's stolen, and then the drill is either put online for sale or taken to a pawn shop, and then I think, wow, that's a absolutely great price on a, on a power drill, I'm going to go ahead and buy that. Can, can I be liable for buying the drill as a customer, for buying that thing that's stolen merchandise at, a, at such a great savings? The, the, the law that um, would govern that generally requires that you have some kind of knowledge or you should have known that it was stolen. So, okay. um, I mean, yeah, if you, if you have an idea and know that it is stolen, then that's a problem. But just the average person going out and purchasing something like that, uh, I mean, there's so many other avenues as well to get, you know, re re buying things on pallets and those kind of things that... Um, uh, yeah, it's not it's not necessarily on the consumer side of things that we're really concerned. Okay, so are the people that are committing the crimes are they individuals or are they members of gangs or is it both? Uh, it's really both. I mean, it's anywhere from you know we've seen contractors who are do what what we generally refer to as skip scanning. So they go to the self checkout and they only scan some of their items and then they utilize those those items um, you know when they're when they're doing their work. Um, you know, people doing lower end kind of thefts with, with shirts and, and those kind of things yeah. um, to where we actually also, you know, have groups that go out together and, and go out regularly and, and do it on a regular basis. And that's really all they they do is okay. go out and steal and, and then get high oftentimes. Okay. 
So our efforts were uh, worth awards recently. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about what we've done and what we what we were awarded for. I know you guys in law enforcement tend to be a humble bunch, <laughs> and it's time to claim credit for what you've done. Uh, well, and I didn't win any awards, but but yeah, some of my guys did um, win awards. Um, I had two of my investigators win awards for some fairly complicated cases that they were able to put together, and both of those um, guys have. Um, have investigated and and put away some some fences um, that um, you know shut down some fences I should say. And this is from a retailer organization, so the retailers were essentially thanking them for their work. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a combination. It's it's called the UTORCA, which is the Utah Organized Retail Crimes Association, mm -hmm. which is a, a combination of law enforcement and the retail side of things that okay. um, has been working actually for ten years now together. Okay. So if I'm a consumer and I'm at a store and I see somebody, you know, scurrying out of the store with a with a load of uh, merchandise and someone screaming after them, it's clear that they're ripping the stuff off. Should I try to intervene and? And help stop them, or would you no, advise no, against? No, no, I, I mean it's stuff, so don't don't put yourself in danger to right. recover some stuff, um, and that's why I, I mean even the stores they don't they're not going to run out there and try and tackle the person yeah. or anything like that. Uh, there's just too much liability for yourself and for others okay. in, involved in that. So, but I mean if you can get a license plate number, that's always helpful. Um, but past that, I don't think I would really okay. really intervene. Okay, cool. All right, organized retail crime. It's a thing. James Russell's on it. The Attorney General's office is dedicated to dealing with it. We'll join, uh, join us next time as we uh, take a look at another aspect of our office. Thanks.